welcome to Visual Novel Radio. My name is Ive and here at VNR I talk about visual novels independent of age and fame. There are many wonderful stories out there waiting to be experienced, but finding them is often not easy. I read a lot of visual novels and sometimes stumble upon rare gems that I believe should be shared. In this podcast I invite you to join me on a fantastic journey into a world that you may not have discovered yet. In this episode I will talk about Katawa Shoujo. Katawa Shoujo is a story about a high school boy called Hisao Nakai who suffers a heart attack and is afterwards diagnosed with cardiac arrhythmia. This event changes his life so much that he is unable to continue going to his current school and has to transfer to a school catered to special needs children. Struggling to come to terms with his new disability, he becomes involved in the lives of his classmates and learns more about their personal circumstances. I discovered this game in a rather unsophisticated way through a meme on a message board. The screenshot was clearly edited and did not represent the game very well at all, but it nevertheless struck my interest. The picture depicted a female character with prosthetic legs sitting on the ground after having fallen. Overlaid was a choice between two options, one of them being incredibly offensive but annoyingly funny as well. It was not really the text that got me interested, but rather the character itself. A character with any kind of imperfection that is not actually cute, let alone a disability in a visual novel, is rather uncommon. After doing some research on the picture, I found out the game's name and its origin, namely the internet message board 4chan. That instilled me with very mixed feelings about what I should expect from the game, but I decided to try it out anyway. To my surprise, it received incredibly high ratings in every review I found about it, so much in fact that it was hard to play it off as a joke. This gave me the push to download the game and give it a try, so I headed over to Steam before coming to my senses and downloading the game from the creator's website for free. The first thing that surprised me was the music quality starting off from the main menu. The title theme called Vyasna had such a lovely and calming tune to it that I could just listen to it without starting the game for what seemed like hours. It didn't end there of course, as the rest of the soundtrack was equally amazing. Over my years of playing visual novels, I have found four things that define a good game for me. Story, characters, music and visuals. Those four elements are the very essence and soul of visual novels and must therefore be well crafted in order to create a truly unforgettable experience. Katawa Shoujo started out with great music and beautiful art. This served as an unsuspected hook for me and made me already want to play it more. 
At the time I played the game, visual novels were not a new concept to me, but I had only played one game like that before, and even that was more than 10 years in the past. I therefore didn't pay much attention to the choices or even bothered to look up guides and instead just played the game blind. Despite having only one reference point, the writing struck me as very well and descriptive. The narrative was easy to follow and every line was well placed. The background images and character sprites only underlined the literate part of the game, not detracting from the experience in the slightest. Before this episode, I replayed Katawa Shoujo to get my thoughts about it straight and expected to have a different opinion of it now, having read many other visual novels in the meantime. The feeling that I had when I started it again, however, was just like the first time several years ago. I still had my old save games from back in the day, prompting the title menu to display pictures of the characters from the completed routes. Just looking at them made all the emotions come back like they were just waiting for me all this time. Welcome back, the game seemed to say, and what a warm welcome it was. Katawa Shoujo features six distinct routes whereby most have multiple endings ranging from good to bad. There are five love interests for the main character to choose from which lead to their individual routes. The sixth route is considered the ultimate bad ending, which happens if the player does not manage to get into any of the character routes due to incorrect choices. To be fair to the game, however, most choices are rather clear with only a few cryptic instances that can lead to surprising outcomes but that works in the game's favor. There are a variety of guides and flowcharts available to help achieve the best ending for each route, although for the most part it is really not that complicated. The six routes are separated by characters. Those are Emi, Rin, Lily, Hanako, Shizune and Kenji. The last one being the bad ending route. The writing style also changes sometimes significantly with each route, as they have been written by different people. They all, however, happen in the same place and feature most of the same events, albeit from different perspectives. None of the routes is self-contained and they always overlap with another character's route due to the characters being friends and taking part in the same school events. This gives a wonderfully diverse view of the whole story with multiple playthroughs. The main character of Katawa Shoujo is a young boy called Hisao Nakai. On a snowy day, he receives a letter from a girl who wants to meet him after school to tell him something. They meet up and the girl, Iwanako, ends up confessing her feelings to him. Right after that, Hisao breaks down with a stabbing pain in his chest and wakes up later in the hospital. Surrounded by his parents and the doctor, they break the news to him that he had suffered a heart attack. Additionally, he is diagnosed with a heart disease called cardiac arrhythmia, which would change his life forever. He would not be able to attend his old school again and needed to transfer to a special school for children with disabilities. With his hopes for the future crushed, even Ivanako's visits grow more rare as she is not able to bear the guilt anymore and they both decide to break off contact. 
Hisao falls into a deep depression, but eventually tries to embrace his new life when he transfers to Yamaku Academy. In my first blind playthrough of the game, my choices led me to end up in Emmy's route. Ibarazaki Emmy is a sporty young girl with an unstoppable drive to run. She uses almost all of her free time to run laps at the track and partakes in various sporting events that contain running. Being a double leg amputee, she uses special running prosthetics and has another pair for regular everyday use. She meets Hisao for the first time as she accidentally bumps into him while running through the school's hallway. Having received a strong hit to the chest, Hisao barely manages to steady himself and get his heartbeat and breathing under control. Emmy apologizes and promises to make it up to him. As Hisao is later asked by the school nurse to do some light exercises, he makes his way over to the track and meets Emmy there again. After running a few short laps with her, Hisao notices how out of shape he is and Emmy proposes a training plan for him. From then on, they run together every morning and Hisao's stamina improves. Over the course of the following weeks, Hisao's and Emmy's relationship grows and they eventually become lovers. Depending on the player's choice, the relationship either ends in argument or continues happily into the unknown future. Essentially, all other routes except for Kenji's route work out the same way. They all have their ups and downs, their emotional moments where arguably the most character development happens, and usually multiple endings that range from the worst possible outcome to the most beautiful and romantic conclusion ever seen in the world of visual novels. In terms of the latter, what really stood out to me was Lily's route. Lily Sato is a mixed-race girl who was born blind. Despite her disability, she has almost no trouble getting around. Hisao's first encounter with Lily is by coincidence when he happens to accidentally walk into the wrong room in the school. They sit down together and talk until night falls about various things and manage to get close rather quickly. Over the following days, they meet and talk more, go on dates together, and also do various activities together with Hanako, who is one of Lily's closest friends. The extremely shy girl's body is covered with burn marks and she suffers from a massive trauma from the accident that literally scarred her for life. She generally avoids people except for Lily, but manages to warm up to his hour through her. Hanako's and Lily's roots are very closely intertwined and even follow the same path until a certain choice. Lily's root can be considered the pinnacle of romance roots and has no bad ending, only a neutral and a good one, while Hanako's are either good or bad. In Hanako's route, Hisao slowly gets closer to the shy girl by talking to her more and learning about her past. He discovers that her real issue is not her burn marks, 
but the trauma she attained with them and the fear and depression she manifests around her birthday. This again shows a deep understanding and empathy of the authors on the topic at hand. Depending on his actions, Hisao either manages to comfort Hanako into accepting herself and her past, helping her to overcome her fears and staying with him in a loving and romantic relationship, or shutting herself out from the world forever and staying enslaved by her trauma with no hope of escaping. Both endings are equally well portrayed and really manage to pull the reader into the character's backstory. A nice touch is that in Lily's route, Hanako still manages to improve her life to a great degree without needing any romantic involvement due to Hisao's presence and actions. While all of the love interests have their own issues, the one that stood out to me in an unexpected way was Rin. Tezuka Rin could be described as the weird girl that is into art, but that would not reflect her character properly. Rin was born without arms, so she performs all her chores using either her feet or her mouth. She does it so well that she can even draw pictures and write without issue, but her true problem lies elsewhere. She lacks the ability to express herself properly and has therefore sought refuge in art because it gives her a way to communicate her feelings. Through her route, Hisao does his best to try and understand her, but he never really manages to do it until her good ending. Even though she does not intend to, Rin manages to test his patience and understanding to its limits and, depending on the player's choice, even beyond. But when he finally does figure out what she is trying to say and do, her happiness is set on full display in the final CG of the good ending, visualizing that she has finally found and accepted herself. Rin's story is less about love and more about self-discovery. It is occasionally hard to read and sometimes even boring, but once the finale sets in, it all becomes worth it. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said for all routes and a major exception to the shining moments in Katawa Shoujo is Shizune's route. Shizune Hakamichi is not a very interesting character. Her number one strength is her devotion to her task. Being efficient to the point of perfection, she does not shy away from conflict and is more often than not very competitive about everything. But despite being smart and hardworking, she often fails to notice the most essential cues from other people most likely due to her obsession. Shizune is deaf and mute, making her only way to communicate sign language. Since most people around her do not understand that, she has a girl around her age at her side at almost all the time who translates forth and back for her. That girl goes by the name of Shina Mikado, but is always called Misha for short. She has pink curly hair and a very loud vocal organ, so loud in fact, that she is at one point in the game referred to as the loudest interpreter for the deaf, and even teachers get headaches talking to her. While Shizune is the definitive love interest in her own route, Misha is the much more developed character and has a significantly more engaging backstory than her. 
Shizune herself, however, has a few moments that explain a little about her, but in general she manages to stay bland. Even the bad and good endings are barely satisfying, at least when compared to the other routes. Katawa Shoujo does not have any overarching plot or any significant developments in terms of worldbuilding. The focus is primarily on Hisao and the main heroines and occasionally on some side characters like the shy librarian Yuko or the feminist conspiracy theorist and Hisao's dorm mate Kenji. Kenji's appearance is modeled very closely to Harry Potter, but apart from that he shares no resemblance to the character whatsoever. At first glance he appears like a typical nice dorm mate but he soon shows his weird side by sharing his beliefs about the feminist infiltration of society. He is so comically convinced about women controlling everything and preparing world domination, that he occasionally gets into heated discussions about the topic, while at the same time urging his hour to stay away from women as they are dangerous. Fortunately, none of the routes prove him right throughout the game. His route is a very short one with no romance whatsoever, and ends in his house death by drunkenly tumbling over the school rooftop. Yuko, however, is a different matter entirely. She is the librarian of the school and therefore has contact with most students at Yamaku Academy. Her kind and warm demeanor combined with her young appearance makes her a sweet and caring character, which is also the reason why Lily and Hanako trust her very much. While she does enjoy talking to the students, she makes it clear early on that she hates doing library work and wishes she could quit but she needs the money for her studies. Yuko additionally works at the Shanghai, a local cafe, as a waitress on off days. She appears in most routes, but unfortunately has very little character development. A few other characters appear throughout the story which underline the main love interest's personalities, but serve little purpose other than that as their actions never have any real impact on the story. Despite all its shortcomings, Katawa Shoujo is a truly unique experience that no other visual novel has yet managed to recreate. I have yet to find another VN where the characters are this human. Even though I knew the plot and outcome of each route now, it did nothing to lessen the emotional impact this game had on me even on its second playthrough. Each character's story was so well crafted and colorful that, as a reader, I instinctively felt a connection to them, which lasted long after the story had come to an end. Given its history, the game should not have had half the success it received, let alone be a defining work to the whole genre. To imagine that the whole thing came from only one page of concept art posted on an internet message board, its journey is a truly remarkable one and shows that inspiration can be found in even the most unexpected places. Katawa Shoujo shows through well-crafted examples that love does not discriminate and that we all would do better by not judging people solely by their appearances. It has been a while since I released the last episode, but life has a funny way of getting into the way of creativity. The Great Plague of 2020 had quite an effect on my motivation to write and record, but also work was even more stressful despite being moved to the home. 
Not everything was bad though, and I acquired some new sources of inspiration. Therefore, I am planning to actively work on VNR again. I will try to keep the direction of the podcast the same, but will probably create shorter episodes more frequently. The main reason for that is that I simply do not have the time to play a 50 hour long visual novel, review it and produce a 30 minute long episode every month or even every two months, as I am doing this next to a full time job with frequent overtime. My focus therefore will be on works of art that truly inspired me and which I believe should be shared, just like in my original intro statement. I will likely also do a few short episodes about VM related topics to spice up the content a bit. I look forward to new VNs and episodes and am hopeful that you will tune in again. Until then, my name has been Ive and you have been listening to VNR. Thank you for your gift of time and goodbye until next time. <laughs>